Hey, what up fam? It's your boy Norm, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 79 of The Evangelical Norm. So today I want to talk about uh, answering a fool according to his folly. We've all, I mean, anybody who's spent any significant amount of time on social media, we've all dealt with trolls, right? Um, or some of us have been the trolls. I will proudly admit that I troll Planned Parenthood almost on a daily basis. Um, every time Cecile Richards, Planned Parenthood, or any of those post something, I'm going to comment. And usually it's a comment uh, with Cecile Richards just pointing out the fact that she's really tone deaf to the fact that she spent however many years heading up an organization that murders children. I'm pointing out every single time the fact of what they do in that place is murder children. So, in that sense, yeah, I'm a troll. Uh, I'll comment to atheists every once in a while. Hemant Mehta, uh, the friendly atheist, generally uh, is one that I'll, I'll interact with. He never interacts with me. I'm pretty sure he has me muted. He hasn't blocked me. And he has enough... Uh, I guess you could call them disciples, acolytes, something that defend his position enough. So, but we've all dealt with that troll that is just uh, vulgar, um, rude for no reason, always just wants to get the, the, the final word, wants to argue just for the sake of argument. Um, you know, we deal with them. And, uh, you know, so we call them, on social media, we call them trolls. Ultimately, what it comes down to is whether or not we interact with these guys. Uh, you know, those of us who do podcasts or anything like that, who are constantly putting out content with the intent of having other people see it, we're going to deal with these trolls far more, um, or these fools, more far more than anyone else. And that's what... I want to get into, and this really all stems from a troll that jumped onto not even one of my videos, a video of me on the uh, mormoninfo.com YouTube page, uh, just my testimony, uh, Rob Savolka from uh, josephlide.com uh, does a get together once a month at his home. And invites former Mormons to come and share their testimony, which I did. And so, a couple of people responded. Generally, LDS people will respond, tell us how wrong we are, so on. And this stemmed off of a guy who jumped in and got really vulgar. So, I'm going to read a few of his comments. I'm not going to post them up. Uh, but I'm just going to jump on over to... Um, Rob's page here. I'm going to read a few comments, and some are, are really got vulgar, so I'm not going to read those. I'm going to skip down. He started out by saying, Relax, dude. There is no hell and such. You might have left Mormonism now, but you are still wasting your time on silly BS. He doesn't say BS. He says the full term. You should take that next step. And, uh... So I... I commented back and this was my comment response to him simply put you're wrong 
There is a heaven and there is a hell, and you're rushing headlong into the latter. I encourage you to read the Bible, repent, put your trust in Christ before it's too late. Simple, uh, gospel, essential. Uh, and so he uh, he responds, he says, Would you like to try to elaborate your silly claims using somewhat valued, valid argumentation, my crazy brother? So... Here he, he automatically starts in with uh, um, name-calling. My crazy brother, not a horrible name, but still. So again, my response back to him. Since you clearly have no desire to know the truth, only to mock and ridicule, anything beyond what I've already shared between the video and my comments would be exactly what Jesus spoke about when he told us not to cast pearls before swine, for they will just turn and attack you. Uh, and again, this is uh, Matthew 7, verse 6, and I'm going to read the actual verse that I didn't post in here, but he obviously knew what I was talking about. Uh, Matthew 7, 6, Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So just based on his attitude in the first couple of things, I figured this was all he wanted to do. He just wanted to simply get into an argument so i let i just said i'm not going to i said you have access to the truth look at the bible you can subscribe to my channel and get all the info you'd like but for now for this thread our conversation is over well then he got really disgusting i'm gonna skip what he said but ultimately he told me to go perform an oral sex acts act on another male fill in the blank and I responded I rest my case this is exactly what he wants to do this is who this guy is he's uh, an angry atheist for some reason and he just wanted to jump in and stir up trouble so um, I said I rest my case he makes another crude comment and so now I'm I respond and this is where I determine and this it, it comes down to discernment and and here again let's go to proverbs 26 and talk about the the verse i want to get into and talk about tonight so we're going to get really theological um in today in today's episode proverbs 26 verse 4 answer not a fool according to his folly lest you be like him yourself and verse 5 is like that answer a fool according to his folly lest he be wise in his own eyes. So here we get uh, Solomon is giving us two seemingly conflicting uh, recommendations, suggestions, what uh, pearls of wisdom, um, what Proverbs is, you know. And so what we have to do is we, we kind of have to discern which situation, which scenario are we in? Which one are we dealing with? You know, I could have just let this go. I could have said, you know, I could have sent an email to Rob and said, hey, this guy's getting pretty disgusting on here. Why don't you go in, block him, delete his comments, so on, which had this been on one of my videos, I would have. As soon as he used the male form of the C word, I guess, as soon as he put that on my page, he would have been gone. And that's and I let everybody know. I, I'll give him an opportunity 
to edit out the profanity and they can keep their comments. I, I, I let anybody comment anything they want on my page unless they begin to get vulgar. Unless they start to... Um, I mean, there, there are a couple different scenarios where I'll block somebody and remove them from my page. But, you know, if they're just conversing, challenging, any of those things, as long as they're civil and not vulgar... I'm willing to engage in the conversation and sometimes I just ignore it as long as it's not vulgar but profanity and so on I will immediately say I'll say you have the opportunity to go back and edit those out even if you just you know put a couple of asterisks in there I'm okay with that I just don't want the full words on my page my daughter I hope one day will come and look at these things I don't want her reading these words so could have done that and could have just ignored the guy. But I decided I'm going to go with Proverbs 26.5 and I was going to answer this fool according to his folly, um, lest he be wise in his own eyes. So kind of like Paul does in a couple of situations, sarcasm, I believe, is a spiritual gift. Okay, that's sarcasm. Um but I think sarcasm, I think pointed, blunt truths and sarcastic comments in moderation. I mean, sometimes I get to the point and I've, in the past, I have used sarcasm to the point where I needed to stop, edit, and repent. Um, I don't think it got to that point in this as I read on in these, um, in these comments. I hope you'll agree. If you don't, please feel free to comment below and we can discuss it. But I felt like it was my discernment said this guy needs to be answered according to his own folly. And I call him a fool. Uh, actually, I never specifically called him you fool. I said he was making himself look like a fool. Semantics, maybe. But also... In, he brought up uh, what is just a few pages beforehand, early, excuse me, earlier on in the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, we'll get to those points. But I just want to read the verses and discuss why I was willing to use these terms. One, Proverbs says it's you know we can identify somebody who is a fool. We can look at their actions and so on, and we can identify them. Uh, Psalm 14, 1 gives us a, a, a very good uh, reason for calling someone a fool. Psalm 14, 1, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. So we can, we can ultimately, anybody who in their heart, atheists who say there is no God, we can look at scripture and go, there is a foolishness to this person. Maybe not outright calling them a fool because here's the verse that he brought up to me later on in the thing um, in this string of comments um, he brings up uh, Matthew 5 22 but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council and whoever says you fool will be liable of the hell of fire so 
Um, and here again, Jesus, I guess I should read back you verse 21 and 22. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, but whoever and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. So, again, Jesus, and he, he does this with lust. He does this with... Um, he goes on talking about divorce and so on. Uh, he takes the thought action or what we would consider in our day and age a lesser action. You know, we look at murder and we go, murder is murder. Uh, we would not personally, essentially, by human standards, consider insulting our brother as murder. But Jesus says, looking at the intent of your heart, out of the, heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks looking at your heart, looking at the intent of the words, um, can bring that. I mean, if we are just insulting our brother for no real good reason, uh, without reason, without something like this, where I would say, telling this man he seems like a fool, um, looks like a fool, never directly calling him a fool and I think I would I tried very hard to put my words in in that sense that I never actually called him a name I I, I use a couple of sarcastic terms here but I never insulted him uh, by calling him a name making an ad hominem attack um, so again, we bring all these things up and we look at them and we look at them in a whole. I think, according to, to Psalm and so on, it's okay to, to identify someone as a fool. And then to whether or not discern whether or not we don't answer them according to their folly or if we answer them according to their folly. And it really comes down to what we look like as we do it. You know, Do we get to the point where we're just completely looking as foolish as they are you know then we that's when we point when we have to look at it and go maybe I have to change this up and repent about the way I've acted in this again I will let you guys determine whether or not and let me know um, if you feel I mean I'm always open to rebuke uh, and if I you know taking the, the stance of Martin Luther if I can be convinced by scripture and and clear reason and conscience my you know my conscience is captive to the word of God um, here I stand I can do no other um, but I'm always willing to admit and have done in the past admitted when I'm wrong and will do so so again I'll leave it to you so my response to his next uh, disgusting comment was uh, have you passed junior high school yet my two-year-old daughter gives more mature responses than you seriously grow up Skippy so yeah now I'm, I'm jabbing at the fact that everything to tell me that I can go perform an oral sex act on a dude um, and then making another comment to the same effect of am I finished with that act um, was immature is very immature this guy seems like he's a child acting like a child 
I don't know how old he is. He could be 70, like our president, who acts like a child on Twitter constantly. So that was my response. And then he comes out, and now he's obviously angry. Um, he says, you started calling me names, you effing moron. Calling me an effing pig, parenthetical, ooh, it wasn't you. You only quoted what your effing lord allegedly once said about people questioning his silly BS. Again, he uses the whole term. When asked to give any argumentation for your foolish claims, <laughs> calling me a fool, um, essentially, in the same way that I called him one, you backed off like an effing five-letter word for another five-letter word for cat. Because guess what? There is none. That would make sense to an intelligent human, as your effing imagination does not count as one, and quoting fictive, quote-unquote, saviors is in no way a valid argument. Still, you have got the nerve to call me immature, you effing clown. I do feel sorry for your daughter having to grow up with an effing moron of a dad like you. F you, and have a nice day, a-hole. Ladies and gentlemen, the American Atheist. There you go. Um, they don't have much of an argument either. They generally just turn to ad hominem attacks. I've given him, said you have access to all the information you want. The Bible is there. I have 78 other episodes on my uh, YouTube channel of the Evangelical Norm and a few others on my regular, my older channel, uh, just my regular Norm Dunham page. So, my response to that little tirade was, bye Felicia. <laughs> you know, at this point I was going to be done. I was just like, you've, you've made yourself into a fool. I'm going to just stand aside and let it stand where it is. But then he decided he wanted to continue on. And he says, go away, dumbass. I'll use that. I'll say that. Um, if you're offended by that, I'm sorry. He calls me that quite a few times. And so then I, I responded, look, Junior, it's a video about me, and you came along and started in with your foul language and childish antics and made a huge fool of yourself. Don't you think you should go away before Rob, who made and posted the video, comes and removes you? You really, shouldn't, you really should be respectful and go edit out the profanity from these posts. Then, maybe I'd be willing to treat you like an adult and answer your questions. Maybe. So he responds, oh, now you'd like to cast your pearls around, go kick, and spelled pearls wrong, I'll point out, go kick rocks, dumbass. And then I responded, fuzz, which is his name, F-U-U-Z, I said maybe, but I knew that this would be your response just based on the immaturity level exhibited, so no pearls will be cast. And he responds, that's fine as you have none to cast, dumbass. I don't even like saying it. Um, now go F yourself or pray to Jesus or whatever. Do not speak to me again. And at this point, I'm realizing he just wants the final word. And foolish or not, I decided I just was not going to give it to him. So I respond again. Like I said, you chose to come and comment on this video. You can slink off the same way you came in. And he says, all right, bye, dumbass. And I said, bye-bye. <laughs> and he says again, bye. And here, again, proving the fact that he just wants the last word. Um, for whatever reason. 
And he says, bye, dumb A again. And I said, see ya. And he says, yeah, I'll see you in hell, dumb A. And again, so now again, I'm going to, I'm going to take a jab at immaturity. And I said, don't you have a book report to write or some other homework to get finished before Christmas break there, little buddy? Um, and he says, oh, no more pearls, please, dumb A. And I said, you're the one that keeps coming back. Stop commenting and it all goes away. Just essentially saying, I'm not going to stop. You're not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. You know, here we go. I'm answering a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. So you may, and different people are going to look at this in different ways. And again, I'm open to uh, criticism and so on. Some people are going to say you're becoming like him. You're trying to get the last word. I would say I'm just trying not to give him the last word. Again, could be just semantics. I could be, or I'm just saying I'm not going to let him have the last word so he can go off and claim that he was the wise one. I do not want this man to feel like he's wise in his own eyes. Um, I really would like him to look at my other things, and I think I challenged him enough that he might go look at and look at some of my other videos, some of these videos on this podcast. So then he responds to me, wow, what a great solution. You are such a problem solver, Pearl Boy, dumb A. And at that point, if he had left out the, the dumbass, I probably would have just let it go. And I probably would have been done and stopped commenting. But again, every time he decided to call me a dumbass, I, was, I decided I'm going to respond. I said, too bad you're not mature enough to listen to reason. I finally found someone more childish than Donald Trump. Got to take a jab at the president, right? Because he is very childish. Go ahead. Keep making yourself look stupid. That one, I'm toeing the line. I, I, I almost went back and changed that to making yourself look like, a, look like a fool. But I left it there. And now it's there for whatever. Um, and then again, he calls me a dumb A. I said, I can guarantee you that anyone who comes along and reads this thread, there's only one person that looks foolish, ridiculous, and dumb ass-ish. So go ahead, keep coming back, and look more and more like a fool. This is where he brings up the Bible verse. He says, do you know what your Bible says about calling someone fool, you dumb A? Did you even read it? Why don't you uphold what it says if you think that it's the word of God? Does your brain work at all? Why are you such a dumbass? And then I said, not even worth a response. But it made me laugh out loud. You're funny, Junior. Um, and then he says, right. So was this a response? And if it wasn't one, how would you describe this piece of W-R-I-G-H-T-I-N-G writing um, that irrelevantly describes how loud you laugh and why? If you could only, If you could only use one word... Why do you think anyone cares what you find to be funny, dumbass? Um, and I said, I know exactly what the Bible says about that, and I also have the advantage of actually understanding what that whole portion of Scripture means. You, on the other hand, just use it out of context to try to look smart when it actually makes you look more foolish than you did before. Then there are the spelling errors. I'm thinking third grade vocabulary was a tough subject for you. Then he says, yeah, please tell us what it means in context in context, dummy. And so my last comment, and he stopped. Um, he, I said, 
you can go look at my channel. I'm pretty sure somewhere in the 78 episodes I've addressed that. If not, just subscribe and wait. I'll get there, Skippy. Which is what I'm doing now. I'm getting there. Be simply because of this conversation, I wanted to address this portion of scripture and what the Bible says about answering a fool according to his folly, calling people foolish. Um, you know, I mean, ultimately, he's using this verse. He's, call, he's called me a fool multiple times. Then he comes to this verse and says, your Bible says you shouldn't call people a fool. Fool, essentially. And so, again, I really felt like what Solomon, the, the, the admonition that Solomon gives to answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes, was useful here. I'm hoping that enough jabs at this guy can get him to go look at my, my podcast, go look at the vlog that I, I do on a weekly basis here, and hoping somewhere that he maybe he will hear the gospel. That's my ultimate desire. Um, I did not want him to feel like he was wise in his own eyes. I don't know if, and I'll, I'll put the, the whole link for this, uh, video that Rob did and a link to his, his page. So you can read the comments for yourself and then please let me know if you're watching this, let me know what you think. I'm sure there's going to be whatever atheist, if fuzz is watching this, he's going to come back. I know what he's going to say. But honestly, I'm willing to take counsel from anybody who considers themselves to be a Christian. I know I'm not the end-all, be-all of Christian wisdom, um, but I don't think I crossed any lines here. Danced on a couple, the making yourself look stupid comment still kind of gets at me, but it's there. Um, so, uh, again using the discernment to look at these things and determine whether or not, and I mean, there are many people that I've, I've read stuff and I've seen almost the same attitude that I've just stepped back and said, you know what? I think if I get into it with this guy, I'm just going to look as foolish as him. I remember getting into it with my uncle Mike one time and he, he quoted, he quoted, I guess my grandpa, um, who supposedly told him, and I shouldn't say supposedly, my grandpa told my Uncle Mike, this is what he said in the comment, never to argue with an idiot because people don't know who's who, essentially. And so that's the discerning portion that we have to have when dealing with guys like this. Are we getting to the point where we just look just like them and we're acting as foolish and being as foolish and potentially hurting our witness? Or are we just responding to them in a way like Paul did with, with many people that he interacted with to remove the ability of them being able to look like they're the wise one. And those who may come along and see what they've written or said or whatever, so others can look at them and go, this person is not wise. I can't imagine that anyone is going to come look at this interaction between myself and Fuzz and think this guy is smart. I think most people would come along and go, this guy looks like he's a teenager. <laughs> he really does. Just with the amount of profanity and so on, he doesn't look like a mature man. 
So, um, I guess there's my point. There's the whole point of, of all of this scripturally is, yeah. And, and, oh, I wanted to kind of take that to this weekend. Um, my pastor Brian on Twitter had posted, um, responded to a desiring God post. And I'm going to try to get to his and just again, hit into, um, the context. I just need to get to this, um, since I was tagged in all of this because I agreed. So desiring God posts on Twitter and I'm going to finish up with this. I promise we're at 28 minutes. Um, Desiring God gives six keys to killing sexual sin, all of which are good. Um, one, avoid Romans thirteen fourteen. Not going to read all the verses. You can look them up. Um, two, say no James four seven. Uh, three, turn to Christ Second Corinthians three eighteen. Four, hold on to the superior promises Hebrews twelve one and two. Five, enjoy Christ Psalm ninety fourteen. And six, move on to more useful activities, Romans 12, 11. Fantastic uh, advice from Desiring God for those of us who deal with sexual sin, whether that be outright physical adultery or pornography on the Internet. And then my pastor, Brian Sauvey, uh comments with number seven and uh, gave a link to... His recent sermon from Proverbs uh, on marriage and and so on. Number seven, get married and have really good sex with your wife or husband. Proverbs 5, 15 through 23 and 1 Corinthians 7, 5. And the reason why I ended up tagged in all this is I just commented with a, a, a pretty cool Snoop Dogg gif saying true dat. And so somebody jumps in and again... Almost just an argument just for just to argue because I don't know what you can argue about that there none of these are saying it's a cure um, just some suggestions of ways we can overcome and they're all very biblical and very good so of course he he comments doesn't work I know many men still trapped in the sin of pornography I was marriage isn't the answer okay granted I struggle with pornography have done so for years, walked in relative freedom of it for the last four or so since I made my wife my accountability partner on Covenant Eyes. Um, won't say that I've never slipped and fallen um, and have had to go and confess to my wife and repent, but really good sex with my wife and letting my wife be the object of my arousal is a very good piece of advice coming directly from scripture. So Brian comments back, you're right, it's not the answer. That's why I put number seven in front of it, meaning those six things are great. Here's another one the scriptures provide. The verses I provided, Proverbs 5, 15 through 23 and 1 Corinthians 7, 5, show that it is one of the biblical answers to sexual temptation. Should have been it. This guy keeps going. Good verses, when it comes to pornography, marriage isn't the answer. Those are talking about acts of adultery. Every story I've heard from married men is the same. They had a poor problem before marriage, thought once they got married it would be gone. 
never happen. I would actually state there are probably men that marriage did end their porn problem. Can't say that, I mean, we're arguing from silence here and maybe arguing from men just comments, but again, to make a sweeping statement that it doesn't, I mean, sometimes God delivers people from drug addiction immediately. Some people struggle with the the temptation their whole life. Some people are, uh, you know, some people may be delivered from their porn addiction. Some people like me may struggle with it their whole life. Um, so Brian again comments back: Pornography is a sin in the same genus as the adultery, according as adultery according to Jesus. I just read that verse, or right around that verse, Matthew five twenty eight. So both passages definitely apply. Again, don't absolutize what I'm saying. Good, lawful marital sex is only a part of the Lord's provision against sexual temptation, but it is a part of it. Regular sexual activity with your your marriage partner, your husband or your wife, um, depending on your gender, there is no such thing as enter uh, as same-sex marriage. Any uh, same-sex sexual relationship is sin. We'll put that out there right now, which will probably get me shut down on YouTube for saying it. But um, And again, he says, I get what you're saying, but <laughs> you have to apply those passages in proper context. Read prior to where Paul was talking about sexual immorality, as well as Proverbs that was speaking about the actual act of physical adultery. That's difference between reading and studying the Bible. Now this guy is just essentially... Uh, um, accuse my pastor of not studying the Bible, just a, a cursory reading of it. And um, again, I get what you're saying, should mean I agree with you. And then he goes on to disagree again and go, I get what you're saying, but you're wrong. So the last comment, and nothing has ever been uh, continued on from here. Brian asks, he says, let me make sure I'm understanding you. You're saying that 1 Corinthians 7, 1 through 5 does not teach that marital sex is given partly as a protection against sexual temptation. It seems like a very odd position given the passage in its context, so I want to clarify. So again, Brian isn't answering a fool according to his folly. He's just saying, clarify this. And the guy shut down. He's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going not gonna to continue on with this. So, I don't know. I really feel like this guy was kind of a troll, but not nearly to the extent of what atheists get and some people who are just angry for no good reason. So um, there's a couple of instances of how we can kind of deal with people who are coming. I know so many of us get them and sometimes we we answer in a, in a, in a pretty good way. Sometimes myself included, admittedly, answer in a sinful way where we have to come back and and repent and edit our words or just simply apologize for our words and move on so um there you have it guys you know i don't know how many times you deal with with trolls or how often you are tempted to just jump in um in this conversation between brian and this guy there were two different times where I started typing stuff in and had a whole 280 character tweet 
ready for part two and then stopped and looked at it and said, you know what? I don't need to get involved here. Deleted it, moved on, just observed from a distance. And so I guess ultimately what I'm saying is when we deal with these things, when we get people who come and who, who troll us for whatever reason, whether it's because they're an angry atheist who just wants to have their little atheist tantrum and you know show us how wrong we are, whether it's the liberal person from the left who wants to criticize us for calling homosexuali homosexuality a sin or calling abortion murder, or whether it's our, our Christian brother who just simply has a disagreement with a portion of our doctrine of, or where we stand. And we really need to examine those things first. I would say pray about them and discern whether or not we are going to and how we are going to respond to these things or whether or not we just let them go. Um, but prayer has to be involved. Let me just leave it at that. Prayer should always be involved in any of these things. Admittedly, sometimes I just respond without prayer. Can't say that I really prayed much about this one, but I did. I really did a, a few real good heart checks of where am I at? Am I getting too far in this? This was one where I was very aware, and I think it was because of the content of the 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 discussion, argument, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it was because of the content that I was very aware of where I was and the couple of times where I went, maybe it's just time to stop and chose to continue on. So as you get your, uh, you know, the your naysayers, your trolls, your whatever you want to call them, people who just want to argue with you, prayerfully consider, discern whether or not you should just let this go and not end up looking as much of a fool as this other person or whether or not it may be beneficial to bring them down from the point of looking wise or being wise in their own eyes and hopefully maybe to a point to drive them to some piece of information which may lead them to the gospel potentially lead them to be saved. My prayer for this guy is that he would come to this webpage, to this YouTube channel, that he would watch my testimony and many of the other discussions that are had and hear the gospel and be saved. Because again, he's not going to get saved simply through the conversation that we had there. But hopefully, my hope, my prayer, is that he would look into some of those things Maybe pick up a Bible and read it for more than just the, the context of gotcha verses and really hear the gospel and be saved. And we'll leave it at that. And so with that, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.